How would you like to be part of a conversation that changed someone's life or even changed your own life? Welcome to the Be Fun, Be Kind podcast, where we have amazing discussions hosted by someone new each week. Join us at BeFunBeKind.com to be part of our live events. Now, here's your host for this week's episode. Hello and welcome. I'm Camille Pranka. Thank you for joining me as we talk about ways to boost your productivity. Tonight, or whenever you're listening, we are going to be talking about key ways that are proven for you to actually achieve immediate and lasting results, being able to manage things that will promote the life that you want to live, which is basically a productive life, achieving your goals and dreams. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am a happy wife and a proud mom, and I'm also a life coach specializing in efficiency and mindfulness, and I'm also a professional organizer and a home stager. During my career, I have had very many jobs, some that I will talk about with you today. Um, most I've had really high pressure environments and strict deadlines. So I quickly found out once I started my career that cumbersome routines and a lot of physical clutter did not serve my end goals. I wasn't getting what I wanted personally and professionally while dealing with a lot of extra stuff in my life. Um, so I decided to develop some really specific systems and routines to support my desire to live a different life. And now what I have done is I have started sharing those systems with others so this way they can create their ideal life. So if you're interested in going from being frantic and exhausted and overstretched and overscheduled to being fulfilled and authentic and happy and actually achieving the life that you want to live, I highly encourage you to stay tuned to the rest of this session and to also check out my website. I can be reached at refreshinglycandid.com. There you will find free printables to start you on your journey to a real authentic life that is productive and enjoyable. And you'll also find my blog, which is full of solutions that you will also find really helpful. And of course, you can connect with me directly there as well. So let's get into today's topic, boosting productivity. The number one key step that I share with all of my clients as we start our journey together is you cannot be your best self if you neglect yourself. Truly, it's that simple. Self-care is important. Now, what do I mean by self-care? Let's take an example. So let's say you're driving in your car and you're, as you're going down the road, everything's fine, but all of a sudden, the car starts making really strange noises and the lights on the dashboard are lighting up and you know something's wrong. The car is not performing like it usually does. So what's your next thought? You need to do something, obviously. So is it that 
well, if the road was better maintained, then my car wouldn't be acting like this. I need to contact someone in my town to have the road repaved and that'll fix my problem. Or is it that you think, you know, I've stopped at every single traffic light on this road. If these lights were timed better, I wouldn't have to stop my vehicle as much and I wouldn't be having these problems because my car could just drive. Those aren't really viable solutions. You're probably thinking I'm a little ridiculous even just saying them. So of course, what you think is, how do I safely get to a mechanic? I need to someone to look under the hood. This is an internal problem that I need to fix. So that's why I say the first place you need to focus is on your internal physical self in order to be able to bring your best self and be your most productive. And the first place that I encourage you to make a change is with your sleep patterns. That's as simple as it gets, get more sleep. As adults, we don't get enough sleep. We think that four hours a night is sufficient and it's not. We need seven to eight hours an evening to be able to really function at an optimal level. Now, if you're sitting here thinking, okay, this is great and I was really looking for some practical advice and you're telling me to sleep, like I answer emails at midnight and then I get four hours of sleep and I'm fine the next day. I have some coffee, maybe a candy bar at 3 p.m., and I'm good to go. That's not really being productive. That's not serving you for your long-term goals. That is a quick fix. That doesn't really fix anything. So my first piece of advice is, if you're answering emails at midnight, don't do it. There's really nothing that can't wait until you return to work the next morning. Um, and your sleep is a priority. It should really be scheduled into your day because you need to be able to refresh your mind and body to be functioning at your best. So during the day, I want you to pick a bedtime. So this way you can wake up at the time you need. And then I want you to stick to it and try it just for a few days. And you really might feel a lot better in less than a week. And it's really going to up your performance overall in life, both personally and professionally. If you can't get seven to eight hours, then aim for six hours, but you want some quality sleep and really aim for seven to eight hours a night. The next thing that you want to focus on is your ability to nourish yourself. So you want to eat a rainbow and it's really simple. You don't need to have complicated fad diets or um, extreme calorie counting or anything like that. You want to have a variety of fresh fruits and vegetables, complex carbohydrates, protein, and healthy fats to keep you going. And the reason that this is so important is because food is our fuel. It really is. And if you put a lot of junk into your body, you're just not going to feel good. And the first time that this really dawned on me as, as much as it did, because I had heard it a bunch of times, but I went to a seminar when I was an event planner on hosting green meetings. And this was years ago. So it was really a, a new concept to start thinking about sustainable food choices at venues and serving farm fresh ingredients um, at big hotel chains, um, you know, concentrating on farm to table. It wasn't happening there at the time. So part of the event, they talked about making food choices that are really going to promote your attendees' best concentration in their seminars. 
Think about it. When you go to live events, when we used to have live events and you would go to a seminar or a trade show, you'd walk in in the morning to these beautiful breakfast buffets. You'd have omelet stations and waffles and pancakes and danishes. And it was just too much. Like we don't eat like that in the morning. We have a bowl of cereal and a piece of fruit or something like yogurt and granola to get our day going. We don't really have big, heavy pancakes and sausage. You're starting your day off really focused on di digestion instead of focusing on communication and the absorption of the materials in the seminar. So then you go into lunch and lunch is a full meal. It's a full sit down meal with dessert. There's not very many of us who will eat um, chicken parmesan and pasta followed by a hot fudge sundae during our normal work day. We usually have a salad or a wrap or a sandwich, something that is gonna be healthy fuel to keep us going through the rest of our work day, not put us to sleep in the next part of our day. And yet that's what we do at conferences and events. And then we end the night with like a five course meal. It's just too much food and it doesn't really promote the ability to have clarity and mental focus during the sessions where important information is being communicated. So the event industry was going through this change. And I realized that it really applies to our personal performance on a daily basis. So just eating a healthy diet doesn't need to be anything extreme, doesn't need to be anything really intensive or taking a lot of your time. Just making sure that you're getting all of the basics that's good fuel. The next thing is exercise. Again, basics. We're talking about going out and taking a walk, not joining a gym, not buying expensive exercise equipment, not doing high intensity workouts through a video stream, really just spending some time in nature, taking a few deep breaths of fresh air, getting your body moving. That's really what you want your focus to be and getting in about 30 minutes three times a week, again, of just taking a walk. It could be on your lunch hour. It could be after work. It could be first thing in the morning, but just keep your body moving. And if you have a favorite exercise, make sure you spend time doing it because it's going to really improve your stamina throughout the day. And then the last thing is um, water. I almost forgot. <laughs> water is really, really necessary for mental clarity. It keeps you alert. Your body is mostly made up of water, which we really don't think about on a constant basis. We kind of take it for granted. And we fuel our body with all kinds of different liquids from coffee, which I happen to like, but it's not really great for, um, for a crutch to be able to keep your energy up, to tea, to sports drinks, to sodas, to fruit juice. We put all kinds of things um, in our glasses to drink. But what I really want you to focus on is fresh, clean water. And if you don't like the taste, you can add some lemon or lime slices or some muddled raspberries. Get it, make it fun, but you wanna be getting what I call the eight by eight, two or half. So you either want eight glasses that are eight ounces each, two liters or a half gallon. 
get yourself a water bottle that you can keep with you all day long or strategically put some water bottles where you normally spend time. So maybe you are in your home office a lot or you are in your, um, your kitchen. Maybe you have a workstation that you go somewhere to that you want to keep some water bottles there. That's what you want to do. So this way you always have water that's close at hand and that is delicious to drink. The more hydrated you are, the better that you are going to feel. So when you tackle those physical things, seven to eight hours of sleep, eating a healthy diet, making sure that you're nourished, making sure that you exercise and making sure that you hydrate, you are going to feel really good in a short amount of time. I'm talking like three or four days. You're going to notice a difference. And in a week, it's really going to be clear how much that this self-care is promoting your productivity in life. And this is not just your business life. This is your personal life too. It's really going to take everything that you do to the next level. So the second strategy, the second key piece that I share with my clients is mindset. Mindset is everything. And I say that because it truly is. So let's think about how you wake up in the morning. So if you have back-to-back -back meetings in the morning and you know that they're going to be long and you look at it as, oh, I wish I didn't have to attend these back-to-back -back meetings. I'm probably not going to have time to answer emails in between, which means I'm going to have a backlog by the time I actually sit down at my desk. Um, I might not even get to have lunch. I'm going to probably have to grab something quickly. These are all really negative things that are going to make you feel drained, that are going to make you feel exhausted, that when you finally get through these meetings and you sit down and you're at your desk and you see the emails, you're going to feel anything but motivated to answer those emails. So instead, I challenge you, even if you have something like back-to-back -back long meetings, which will put off your ability to answer emails, think about it this way. Maybe there's something positive that's going to happen in those meetings that you can use to kind of spur you on through the rest of your day. So maybe the first meeting is a brainstorming session with some colleagues that you find really talented, and you're going to enjoy having a really good discussion with them to focus on ways to take the business that you're in to the next level or ways to grow your business or do things more efficiently. Think about how that energy, that positive energy when you go into this meeting is gonna to contribute to that conversation. And then the, the energy and, and vibrancy of that conversation is going to carry you through to that quick lunch and then getting down to those emails because you wanna get back to the takeaways from that meeting so you can start to work on them. That's the kind of momentum that you wanna build into your day with mindset. So the first part of mindset that I want you to focus on is called essentialism. And if you are not familiar with the book Essentialism by Greg McCune, I highly recommend it. It can be bought online or in bookstores anywhere that there is a book retailer. Um, Greg is great if you can catch him on some podcasts. He speaks really candidly about how he developed essentialism and what it means to him and then how he encourages it in others. And it's really based on the simple premise of if something didn't get done, it probably didn't need to get done in the first place. And how many things can we say that about? 
think about a vacation. If you don't plan every single activity and every single minute that you want to spend on vacation, are you still going to enjoy yourself? Probably. Most of the time, you don't want to plan a vacation, but there are people who feel like if every second is not absolutely filled with the full experience that you're going to get, that you're going to miss out on something. You're not. It's still going to be a fabulous vacation, even if you leave time to just enjoy the flow of where you are. So think about that. There's plenty of things that come out that are good um, results from just focusing on the essential. The upside of focusing on the essential too is that your energy is used more pointedly. So you are taking all of your focus and all of your stamina and moving it in one direction, which is going to allow you to get things done better and more quickly. So essentialism can really change the way that you operate through your day. The second mindset change, and we hear a lot about this, is gratitude. And people ask me, you know, I, I'm grateful for the things I have in life, but I, I don't understand how gratitude really is going to elevate my mood or make me more productive. And I, I have a really simple example for this. So let's say that you're back in that day with the back-to-back meetings and you maintained a positive attitude and you've gone through lunch and you've answered all your emails and all the other things that have come at you. And now it's five o'clock in the car and you're driving home and your thought is, I have to cook. I have to cook for me. I have to cook for the family. I really wish I didn't have to spend time making a meal. It's the last thing I want to do. It's really just so not enjoyable to have to go home and cook. So you start thinking about possibly grabbing fast food or something else, but you know that that's not really healthy and you have food at home that's going to spoil if you don't make it. So you go home and you're very resigned to the fact that you have to cook. Let's look at this a different way. So you've gone through your whole day, you've maintained that positive attitude, you get in the car, you drive home. And even if you're cooking for yourself, you think to yourself, you know what? I have that food at home in the fridge and I am going to treat myself to a nice meal and some quality time just relaxing and enjoying having a great meal. Or I'm going to enjoy hearing about the kids' days while I cook and then sharing a family dinner and having the opportunity to really connect with them. That is gratitude. That is taking what could be a really mundane task, actually something that is off-putting and making it enjoyable. So you wanna really think about training your mind to look at things that way, as opposed to just another thing that's on your list, just another task that you need to do. The next part to being productive is being realistic about your resources. There is so many resources that we either overestimate, underestimate when we are looking at our to-do list or even our calendar with all of our appointments. And the biggest offender for overestimation is time. Time is a finite resource. There's 24 hours in a day and you can't make more than that. No matter how hard you try, it's never going to change. 
And for a lot of us, 24 hours doesn't feel like enough time. So I've come up with ways that instead of making more time, you can actually reclaim time that you would spend on tasks that just don't serve you or your end goals. So let's think about a couple of examples. So the first thing is I tell my clients that you can outsource or delegate to be able to make more time in your day. Um, and this sounds really fancy, but I'm going to give you some real low-hanging fruit that you want to look at when you're um, planning outsourcing or delegation. I outsource food shopping. It's economical, not very expensive, and it saves a lot of time. When you think about how much time it takes to take your food list, drive to the grocery store, get out of your car, walk in the store, walk through the store, picking up all of the items that are on your list, missing something and having to go back down another aisle all over again to look for it. Then stand in the checkout line, go through the checkout process, take your bags to the car, put your bags into the car, drive home in traffic, take your bags out of the car, and then put your groceries in the fridge. That takes a lot of time. Even as I was saying, that's a lot of time, especially when you can take your grocery list quickly navigate a website to add the list to your cart, buy your stuff online, and then have it delivered to your door. You have all of that time that you have just freed up to do something that you want to do instead of something that you have to do. So think about the tasks that you can outsource, laundry, dry cleaning, errands. Um, you know, there's so many fantastic services that are available. But truly, if you're looking at one that's going to probably give you the most bang for your buck, it's online shopping for groceries. And there's a number of services that you can use depending upon the grocery store of your preference. Let's talk about delegation. Because again, a lot of my clients come back to me and immediately say, Camille, I have no direct reports at work, so there's nowhere for me to delegate work and I can't possibly um, take anything that's off my plate. I have to do all of these tasks. And yes, I can understand that. If you don't have a direct report, it may look that way. But let's talk about your job position, your role in your organization as a whole. So a lot of times um, people leave organizations, departments merge together, and you find that you're given tasks that aren't in your original job descriptions there. They fall under the other duties as assigned. And you, the more time you spend in an organization, the more those tasks seem to find their way to you. And before you know it, you're doing the work of two, maybe three people. And the organization starts to move in different directions and you're stuck with these tasks because it's just become the norm. This is a time to analyze what those tasks are and how it may better serve your workplace if either they hire someone else to do those tasks or if they move those tasks to another person, group, or department. And that is going to delegate that work for you. It's going to give you back a lot of time in your professional workday. So think about that as you start to think about what you can delegate. You can also delegate a lot of things in the house that you don't necessarily need to do yourself. So really be true about how you can get back time and where it's most valuable to get it back by not doing some of the things that you've been doing, not keeping some of the same routines. 
Now let's talk about streamlining processes. So think about anything that you do during the day and how you can possibly make it more efficient because that will give you back time as well. And a big easy one for me is carpooling. So you can carpool to work so you don't have to drive every day. You can either relax or you can catch up on work or catch up on your favorite podcast, whatever it is that you want to do because you're not driving. So you can either join a carpool or take mass transit and that's going to give you time back in your day from having to actually commute. Carpooling is also great if you have kids. It's going to help you and other busy parents with getting your kids and their friends to activities they have in common without having to actually make the trip by yourself every single time. That's gonna give you back a lot of time as well. So think about things like that that you'd be able to incorporate into your schedule, into your family's routine, into your professional work day. That's gonna streamline your processes. And then finally, the last way that you can get back more time, and this one's actually my favorite, is to just stop doing the things that you don't want to do. And if people find this difficult because we don't wanna make other people feel bad. And we feel like we have to do these things, even though they might not fit with what we want in life right now. And the truth is you don't have to do these things and you don't have to give an excuse for it. So let's take a look at maybe going to happy hour with your friends. Um, you know, even if it's a virtual happy hour nowadays. So if you're doing this every single week and maybe you want to join a book club instead and they meet at the same time, well, you could stop going to happy hour maybe once or twice a month and go the other two times a month. This way you're getting half the time back to do something that you want. Or let's say that you chair a school bake sale. And the president of the PTA is going to expect you to do it for the third or fourth year in a row. Well, if you don't want to do it this year, the best thing that you can do when the president of the PTA asks you to chair the bake sale is to say, you know what, it has been a pleasure chairing the bake sale for the past couple of years, and I've learned so much. I really would like to pass that opportunity onto someone else in the PTA and let someone else have a chance to really enjoy the process of chairing the bake sale. So I'm not going to do it this year. Thank you. That sounds extremely professional. They don't have to know that you want to be home in your pajamas instead. And you are giving someone the opportunity to stretch their comfort zone and do something new. So you can feel free to just stop. So now let's talk about your environment. We've shifted your physical self, we've shifted your mindset, and now we're gonna talk about your environment promoting productivity. I want you to think of a science fiction movie where the scientist is in a lab and it's filled with robotics and beakers and stuff that's steaming and papers and gadgets, and they might even be wearing things that look very um, futuristic. And it, it gives this whole appeal of genius, right? The mad scientist genius. It's a big, big lie by popular culture and Hollywood. Um, having a workspace like that really doesn't promote you getting the, the goals that you want and achieving the things that you want to have. Living in a messy home is not a well-lived life. 
and having a cluttered office is not the hallmark of a high achieving professional. Neat and orderly spaces give us clarity, they give us calm, and they allow us to live in abundance. Because you have no time wasted searching for missing items. You have no extra junk to manage. You're not running to Target yet again for batteries because you can't find the ones you bought the week before. You don't have piles of laundry around that are just so unmotivating because you have to look at them after a really long day and the last thing you wanna do is have to put laundry away. And you're not gonna hear statements like, mom, where are my sneakers? Because your sneakers have a designated place in the house and your children will know where they are. So when you have an organized home, and all of the items in it pretty much have a designated place to live. It really gives you time to pursue your passions. And that is completely necessary for recharging your motivation and increasing your productivity. So think of this. How about getting in a second game of tennis instead of having to waste time before playing, searching for your sports equipment in the garage because you don't know where it is? Or how about having an extra hour to paint a beautiful landscape because you didn't have to search through boxes in the closet to find your art supplies? Those are things we really want to do. And those are breaks that we truly need and deserve to be able to be productive in our professional and personal lives. Really taking the time to pursue your passions recharges you and enables you to get more done and enjoy the time that you're getting more done. So I want you to look at living an organized life as the ability to invest in an increase in time, an increase in your mental focus. And I want you to think of it, here's easy examples of those piles of laundry. They're so much easier, they're so much faster to put away when the closets are clean and the drawers are clean. You just put things back where they belong. And you don't have to be the only person who does it, the other people in the house can help you with it too because it's easy. You know where everything goes back. And emails, your email box, it shouldn't be virtually cluttered either. If your box is properly maintained and it is organized, it's gonna be so much easier to know which emails you need to respond to, which ones are able to wait, and which ones are able to completely be ignored and just read for informational purposes. It just makes it so much faster so much more enjoyable to get through a mundane task that you'd have to do anyway. So I hope you have found that these proven suggestions are gonna be helpful to you, that they're inspirational, and that you are going to be able to use them immediately to get to the productivity level in your everyday life that you really wish to achieve. All right, um, if you would like more information on how to increase your happiness and productivity, I do have specific free printables on my website. Again, that's refreshinglycandid.com. It's all spelled out, refreshinglycandid.com. And there you will also be able to find my blog, which is full of advice and inspirational stories towards getting to the lifestyle that you truly want to leave. And also there's information about my services as a life coach, as a professional organizer, and as a home stager. So if you are looking to neaten up your space, or you're looking to sell your home 
for the top dollar that you can possibly get, or if you're looking to really live fearlessly and focus on your dreams, I would love to be able to help you on that journey. And you, again, can connect with me directly through my website. Also, finally, if you have a comment about today's session, I would love to hear it. You can reach me at my email, which is brightsimplehome at gmail.com. So it's all three words, all together, all spelled out, brightsimplehome at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. And also, if you have any ideas for future topics that you would like me to cover at Be Kind, Be Fun, I would, or Be Fun, Be Kind, excuse me, I would love to be able to address those topics with you um, on this wonderful platform. So again, I thank you so much for joining me and I hope that we will connect in the future. Be well. Thanks for tuning in this week. We would love for you to be part of our next discussion. Join our live events happening every week at BeFunBeKind.com. See you soon.